Meet Bob Olson. Bob's the author of Answers About the Afterlife and the host of Afterlife TV. A private investigator who began investigating life after death in 1999, Bob now records his interviews with experts, authors, and people who've had extraordinary experiences so he can share it all with you. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, Bob Olson here with Afterlife TV. You can find us at afterlifetv.com. This is where we search for evidence of life after death and ask the meaningful questions around this subject. I should also let you know that I'm the author of this new book, Answers About the Afterlife, a private investigator's 15-year research unlocks the mysteries of life after death. You can get it on Amazon, paperback, and Kindle, or you can go to bobolson.com and download uh, a free copy of the introduction. Anyways, today's subject is uh, really a question that I had because the way my brain works um, is, is astrology a blueprint for our soul's plan or our soul's purpose? I got thinking about astrology and uh, I, love, I love getting my astrology chart read and um, I started to think about what kind of connection is there between astrology and the afterlife and I thought, who better to ask than my favorite astrologer, who the person I've been going to for years, uh, partly because I love the way she interprets my astrology chart with both positivity and optimism, uh, regardless of how it looks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so anyways, I love that. Her name is Dr. Heather Ensworth. Uh, thanks, Heather, for being here so much. Mm, it's great to be here with you, Bob. Uh, this is this is wonderful because we sort of turn the tables a little bit. Um, usually, you're telling me all about me, but now we get to talk about this subject from a more uh, broader perspective, and and specifically about the afterlife. I uh, I did some research. I couldn't really find too much uh, online about the connection between astrology and the afterlife. And yet, what was interesting, I was thinking about it, and I had kind of put it aside. And then uh, someone from YouTube had sent in a comment asking me this very question, and I thought, oh, well, it's time to it's time to to interview Heather about this. You know, other people are thinking it too. So I always love when that happens. Uh, I, I had uh, emailed you that this question, and you came back with all kinds of great answers about you know the connection, and there is one, right? Yes, absolutely. That's exciting. So we're going to get into that. Why don't you first tell us? about your background, because it's pretty fascinating. Not only are you an astrologer, but you're also a clinical psychologist. Yes. And you have a background in cultural anthropology. Yes, very good. My good. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> been working on that all day. <laughs> but anyways, tell us a little bit about that. Well, as you said, I uh, my bachelor's degree is in cultural anthropology, so I'm, I'm really interested in different cultural perspectives, which really has been a help for me in now my understanding of astrology. Then I got actually my master's degree in theology, my PhD in clinical psychology, and then after being in practice for many years, um, I can tell you that story at some point. It ended up beginning to study astrology, and now that's a big part of the work that I do. And astrology and psychology integrate beautifully together. So it's it's a very powerful combination. Wow. 
Um, okay. Uh, you know, because it's always great to get to know the guest a little bit more, tell us that story. Tell us how you ended up becoming an astrologer when your focus was really in a different place. Well, I was always interested in integrating spirituality with my work in psychology. I was actually located in the Los Angeles area, had a thriving private practice, um, had been working there for many years, and I had one of the most powerful mystical experiences in my life when um, I had been working, I was doing a lot of intensive work, was very um, committed to my work with my clients, but was really beginning to feel like I was burning out emotionally. And also felt like Los Angeles was not the place where I really wanted to live. And I also had this deeper sense that somehow I wasn't fully living my soul's purpose. Mm. But in this mystical experience I had one day, this voice um, said to me very clearly, um, you need to leave your life as you've known it or you will die. Mm. Wow. And I, I just, with every fiber of my being, I knew that was true. Yeah. So across the next six months, I started dismantling my practice, selling my house, preparing to move across the country to not having any idea what I was moving to, <laughs> but really operating on faith that I need to follow. It really felt like this is spirit's voice saying, this is a time of transition and transformation in your life and you need to listen to this. I then moved across the country and started on a quest to explore other ways of healing. I really felt like there was some deeper understanding of the healing process that I hadn't gotten to in all my study of psychology. As part of that, I just happened to end up being in a workshop where someone was, Vicki Noble actually, was offering to do astrology readings. Up until that point, I thought astrology is ludicrous. I mean, the only exposure I'd had was sun sign astrology in the newspapers. Yeah. But she did a reading with me, and I felt like she knew me better than any therapist that I'd seen. She just started talking about my life and my inner reality and my experiences. And part of what was amazing to me in that experience is that time that I heard that voice and really felt like I had to radically transform my life or I would literally die. I then went through the next few years, almost every aspect of my life, I would say to friends, I feel like every aspect of my life is going through a death rebirth. Mm. My primary relationships, my location, my community, my profession. Well, as I started to study astrology years later, I realized I was in a Pluto transit, crossing my ascendant and touching almost every planet in my chart. And Pluto is the planet of transformation and death and rebirth. Ah, so from that perspective, it made perfect sense. It made perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Now, when you talk about the inner voice, or I should say the voice, is it an inner voice or were you hearing an outer voice? It was a voice within me, yeah. but there was n- no question in my mind it was the voice of spirit. How cool for you, because you know so few people um, give acknowledgement to that voice to the point that you certainly did, transforming your life in such a way. 
Um, and yet, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there, maybe not Afterlife TV audience people, but, but there's a lot of people in our society who, who ignore that voice and push it aside because intellectually it doesn't maybe, you know, it's too scary, you know, maybe too scary, especially to do what you did. Um, but, but look at you now. I mean, so how many years ago was that? That was in uh, 1993 that that happened. Wow, 1993. Beautiful. Jeez, that, that's, that, <laughs> that was a significant time for me too. Um, and uh, maybe, may, you know, maybe we'll talk a little bit later, but I'm sure there are times, astrologically speaking, when lots of people are sort of going through these kinds of changes, huh? Yes, that's, that's correct. And that's happening right now with some very significant astrological configurations. Oh, cool. All right. Well, let's talk about that towards the end, and we'll build up to that. And, and uh, so right now, um, for those people who don't really know, maybe there's a lot of people who have never had uh, what I would call an astrology reading done. They've never had their chart read. Um, tell us a little bit, you know, why someone would go to have have such a, a session with an astrologer and i and and maybe you can just talk a little bit about the difference between say a birth chart and or maybe it's also called a natal chart i'm not sure yeah and then uh like having your transits read explain what those two things are so you know why do people for those who don't know why would people get an astrology reading oh that's a great question um it's, Who knows, right? <laughs> well, I'm trying to think of where to begin. It's just, you know, to me, the, the deeper I study it, the more of a profound gift I really believe astrology is to us. I mean, it, it is, as you said at the opening, it, it really gives us a blueprint of our soul's purpose in this lifetime. And I view the natal chart, the birth chart, which is that moment of birth, the birth chart literally shows us how the sky looked at that moment of birth. And I see the birth chart as a mandala of the self. It really speaks to every aspect of who we are. And it speaks to the uniqueness of who we are and who we're meant to be when we're in our wholeness. So unlike psychology, which has this sort of normative sense of what it means to be healthy and whole, astrology says no, we're supposed to be who we uniquely are. And I really view the birth chart as showing those energy patterns at the moment of our birth that shape core themes in our lives and core aspects of who we are. But I don't see astrology as deterministic or predictive. It's more like what we understand in quantum physics, that everything is connected. Yeah. And so what we see in the birth chart are those energy patterns when we're born. And then what we do with that is, is our choice. Mm. But it gives us a sense of really what our soul's purpose is in this lifetime. And then the transit chart is showing where are the planets currently and how are they coming into play with our individual charts to give us a sense of what are the energy patterns active right now and how are they supporting us or guiding us in our journey in the moment? Oh, beautiful. Uh, boy, I, I wish I could talk like you. Uh, 
such articulation. Uh, I, I love you. Just you can just grab words like you know exactly. You always pick, pick the perfect one. Uh, <laughs> I like that. So uh, normally, then when people would first call you, the first time client, if they've never had their birth chart done, you would start with their birth chart or or the natal chart. Same thing. Um, but if they've already had their birth chart with you, then maybe a year later they might call you up and say, "Let's look at the trans my transits to see what's going on this year or something." Right? Exactly. Okay, I love exactly. that. All right, great explanation. So, uh, and, and so I, mean, I also love that you you answered that question. It really is uh, sort of this blueprint of our soul's purpose. Oh, you called it a, a mandala of the oh. self. I don't know if it, explain what a mandala is because what a beautiful description. Well, you know, the birth chart really is a mandala or a medicine wheel showing all those different planetary placements, which are gif- different facets of ourselves that play out in different areas of life. And it's really, uh, in the sense that it's a mandala, I think it's sacred and it's showing the wholeness of who we are. And, you know, the goal is to be able to consciously understand all of those facets of ourselves and then live out of the center of the wheel, the center of the mandala, the core of who we are, able to access all those different parts of the wheel and of the birth chart. Beautiful. Um, and it's interesting, that when you, would, you always send me uh, my charts before the reading and by email and Really, I mean, the way you're describing it just kind of made me think of this. It's like it's like the connection between science and art. Uh, it really is. Uh, yes. You could take you could take your chart and put it up on the wall, frame it, put it up on the wall. It's gorgeous, right? I mean, it really is. Yes. Yes. And yet, from a scientific p- place, uh, everything you're looking at has meaning behind it. Yes. I love that. All right. Sorry. I'm very enthusiastic. Haven't done one of these <laughs> interviews in a long time, and I'm excited about this whole thing. But- Can I just add to what you just said, Bob? Because yeah. that's beautiful. You know, astrology is one of the most ancient arts and sciences, and it dates back over 10,000 years. And I think it really does uh, remind us that everything has meaning, that we live in an ensouled universe, yeah. and that, you know, it it really shows us the meaning of that principle as above so below that everything is is interconnected and everything is mirroring everything else and everything has meaning yeah well it's there's so many questions that come to mind because when you think about these when you think about someone's birth the time of their birth now the what are the i think there's three things you need to know uh or maybe two uh, when you're going to do someone's birth chart what are they the birth date, the time, and the location. Right. So what's interesting, especially when you think about the time, date is kind of the same thing. Uh, you know, a lot of times we expect someone is going to be born on a certain date, and they end up being a few days early, a few days late, whatever it may be. Um, so it's a kind of a chicken or the egg thing. Do you think they're born on... If this, if <laughs> I know you know where I'm going already, if if the astrology chart is a blueprint of our soul's purpose, then are we born at the exact moment that we're supposed to be, or 
does our soul's purpose change because of when we're born? Oh, that's that's a profound question. It, you know, I don't know that I can answer that with certainty, but my sense is you've done um, some great shows in the past on past life regression and yeah. uh, being in the life between lives. My sense, my belief is that when we're in between lives, we um, discern what are the energy patterns that are going to be most supportive of what our soul's purpose is in the next incarnation. And that we then, in a sense, are a participant in that process of choosing our birth time. Yeah. So I think even people who are born past their due date or people often ask me if their birth was induced, did yeah. that suddenly somehow change my soul's purpose? In my sense is no, we we're a participant in that process to choose that moment of birth, whatever it is, um, before we incarnate. I agree wholeheartedly. You know, I, I don't believe there's any accident in the, the moment that we're born. And, uh, you know, us coming up with a due date, you know, that's, that's, that's humans not recognizing the big picture of what's going on. Right. So we sort of estimate it and, it, and it happens when we're supposed to happen. And it's always fascinating, too, because you can... Um, you could, so the moment someone is, uh, born, you could do their chart. The moment that they were born, you know, these three things, the date, the time, the location. And, and while you said earlier, you don't use these for predictions, but you can tell a lot about that child, even though before we even, that child really has a personality or, or in the, before we're aware of what it is, right? Yes, one of my the favorite things that I do is do birth charts of infants for the parents. And yeah. you know, when you're looking at the birth chart of of an infant or a child, you're seeing, I mean, there's such a range of possibilities and how they can live out those energy patterns, but yeah. the chart speaks to certain core qualities in who they are and how the parents can best support them in being who they are and who they're meant to be. And it's 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 beautiful to be able to be a part of that process for parents, and you know, I'll interact with them about traits they're already seeing in their child that are mirrored in the chart, and it's it's beautiful. What a great gift for somebody, you know, who just had a child to be able to uh, gift them an astrology reading for that child, you know. Oh my, like that would be a great gift. Um, if I, if I know anybody else who's going to be born soon or have a baby soon, <laughs> <laughs> now they know what they're getting. Uh, I like that. Now, I do want to ask the if there's a difference in your mind, um, you know, from your perspective and your definitions of if there's a difference between one's soul, soul's purpose and one's life purpose. Well, these are great questions. I think, you know, they're... I think they are they overlap, but they may not be identical. Mm. In in the chart, you can see um, Jeffrey Wolf Green, the astrologer, is one of the key people in evolutionary astrology, which really looks specifically at your soul's purpose, what your soul has been working on in past lifetimes, what your soul's intention is in this lifetime. Yeah. But I think the life purpose is also reflected in other aspects of the chart, especially the sun sign. 
and oh. its aspects and placements. You know, who, you know, what is your essence and, and how are you meant to live out this incarnation? Um, what's the clothing for who you are with the deeper soul's purpose that you're living out? Yeah. If yeah. that makes any sense. No, it does. It, it does perfectly. You know, because I, I personally see them as, as different and I'm certainly overlapping. But I think the soul's purpose, you know, I, you know, I tend to believe that, you know, the soul wants to experience certain things yes. by coming here. Um, and then what that person, how that person uh, decides to create a foundation in their life so that they will experience those things yes uh is really up to them it's sort of so it, again it's sort of where uh fate and free will sort of overlap as well i would say in a way uh so you know i know every i know so many people are looking for you know what's my life purpose what's my life purpose not really thinking of it as different as their soul's purpose and uh i actually don't really believe that we have a life purpose i think we get to choose what our life purpose will be. But I do believe that our soul, you know, hopes that we will experience certain things in this lifetime. And then it's our free will that makes that choice whether we will or not. Now, you know, that's just me. I don't know whether it's true or not. You know, that's beautifully said. And I think how that's reflected in astrology is, you know, one of the planets you look at to understand the soul's purpose is Pluto. And you also look at the lunar nodes. But the the outer planets, the transpersonal planets, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, really speak a lot about um, our soul's purpose and that energy we're bringing into this incarnation. Mm -hmm. Then the visible planets, um, you know, the inner planets that we actually can see and watch their movements really shape more of our personality and and. And we choose then how we manifest those energies in our lives. And that's really how we're freely choosing how we live out our lives. But there's that deeper energy flowing in us and through us, guiding us in our soul's purpose. Mm, beautiful. Wow. We should transcribe that one. I like that. <laughs> that's really yeah, that's beautiful. I that one too. <laughs> well, here we are, two people saying the same thing and just so differently, and it's great. So one will speak to some people, the other one will speak to other people, but <laughs> I like the way you say it. Um, so, so when we're talking about these things, like talking about you know doing the the birth chart of a ch newborn child, um, but even even in hindsight. Uh, you know, someone maybe towards the end of their life, are you able to look at their, their chart and, and sort of, you can see indicators of what their talents might be. So, I mean, this could be like, I have written down like writing, art, music, but even like engineering or, uh, or, or accounting or, you know, even being a lawyer or something. Can you, would you be able to sort of not predict, but see that there are indicators that might lead toward that or something around it? Yes, it's beautiful. I mean, again, because the chart is a mandala of the self, it really touches on every aspect, every facet of life. So you can look at the chart in terms of what are some of the uh, key gifts this person has in terms of what they're, tr what they're able to manifest in the world. And part of what's beautiful is we do have free choice. There's nothing deterministic yeah. in the chart. But certain, so if I'm doing a chart for someone that I've never met, I have to hold the spectrum of possibilities 
that that sign or that planet may indicate. Um, for example, I was doing a reading for someone once who had a lot of energy of the sign Pisces in their chart. Well, that can manifest in a variety of ways. It can be someone who's very mystical, who's very spiritual, who loves music or loves the arts. But one of the other connections of Pisces in terms of its uh, association with the body is with the feet. And this woman was a shoe designer. <laughs> and I thought, oh, perfect. She was a shoe designer who loved running. Wow. And I thought, well, that's how she's, she's chosen to manifest that energy. So it's, it's beautiful, the range of possibilities um, that can be manifest in the different signs and planets. And that's what's interesting about astrology. Uh, when each astrologer, there are two things. I mean, one, they're interpreting the chart. They're interpreting it. It's not like nothing's set in stone. You have to look at all the And in this way, you're a detective uh, because you have yes. to look at all the clues before you come up with your interpretation. And, and that must be why people who, who go down this road like you have kind of get hooked on it. It's, it's got to be fun, right? Oh, it is great fun. And like you said, you are a detective. So you're looking at all of the facets of the chart. And then I have to hold that with open hands until I'm actually in interaction with that person yeah. and really get a sense of how are they living their lives and how are they manifesting those energies in their chart. And then it leads into this wonderful dialogue because, and it's one of the things I love as a psychologist the level at which I can get into dialogue or conversation with someone with that understanding of their chart, it, to me, it, it saves weeks, if not months, of therapy because uh, the chart gives such a beautiful window into the life and soul of that person. Yeah, no, that's true. Now, when you're interpreting these charts, uh, someone's chart, especially if you don't know this person, it's a stranger to you, um, are you assisted in any way by your intuition as well? Absolutely. Assisted by my intuition. And I also do believe that, um, you know, one of the things that, that has really deepened in me as I've studied astrology is that understanding that spirit is in all of life. It's, it's beyond everything that we see, but it's in everything that we see. And one of the things I find in the chart that I think is beautiful certain core themes will appear over and over again. And then I intuitively know, ah, this is what's really important in this person's life. And mm. it's almost as if this is spirit's way of helping me and helping the person see these are the really important themes yeah. in, in this lifetime. Well, that's interesting. Cause, so all kinds of, neurons are firing in my brain um it, it made me think of one thing you know sometimes uh people they sort of repeat a pattern in their life and uh and they feel some people get down on themselves because you know they keep doing the same thing expecting a different result but but i wonder how if it's also possible that sometimes there's just uh something keeps coming up in their life astrologically and you know maybe it would be great if they tried it a different way but it might be why sometimes patterns are created is that possible absolutely that's that's very true um one of the things that's fascinating to me is that there is a way to see um 
what we may be working karmically in the chart. Yeah. And certain patterns indicate this is something that this person was working in previous lifetimes, didn't work through, they're really taking it on in this lifetime. But those are often the patterns that we tend to get caught in. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that, again, I think is, is one of the gifts of astrology is it helps us bring those patterns into conscious awareness so yeah. that then we can choose and, and really look at how the transits or energies of the times are supporting us in finding a new path, in finding a resolution to that pattern. But a lot of those patterns we get caught in, we're playing out unconsciously or we're playing out something from past lifetimes that we just never resolved. So it's sort of the familiar pattern. And looking at the chart can really help us to see what those patterns are. And the chart will give us information about how to move through that or what, what is a path to resolve that. Oh, that's exciting to me. You know, um, reminds me of psychic readings, not mediumistic, but it reminds me of psychic readings. You know, I, I define them as um, a psychic can help confirm to us what our intuition is already telling us. And by doing that, it teaches us to trust our own inner wisdom. Okay. Yes. And in this particular yes. case, um, you know, you're, it, it brings an awareness to something that, that we've been living, like you say, unconsciously, subconsciously. So now all of a sudden we have an awareness and now we can choose consci consciously. It brings us to it, this pattern, you know, whatever, maybe some kind of karmic um, past that we're reliving. Uh, it brings it to our conscious mind. So now we can make choices based on it rather than just, like you say, living on automatic pilot. That's, that's a great benefit to having an astrology reading that I hadn't really even thought about. You're right. And one of the things, I, I love doing readings with people who are living their lives consciously. Yeah. Like my experience with you. Because then it really is doing the chart is exactly what you said. It, it is that affirmation of what we know within ourselves. But somehow, to me, it is so comforting and reassuring to see that see those patterns in the chart and know yes these are the, the issues I struggle with this is why it's a part of a larger story it has meaning mm. and it, it really just supports us in that ongoing conscious process alright so uh, I I ended up getting us jumping us ahead a little bit but I, I'll, I'll back up a bit so first of all if we're talking about astrology in such a way that you can see karmic patterns, then obviously um, there must be something about our past lives that you're able to see in the chart. Is that right? Yes. And to me, uh, this would be different than doing a past life regression. I don't see mm. the details of the story so much as the chart can show what are some of the core themes or what was the soul's focus in past lives and now what is the soul taking on as the next step in this lifetime and to me astrology is that confirmation that we're on the earth plane to grow in love and grow in wisdom and so the chart is showing us what what are we taking on in this lifetime to really 
grow and learn and transform. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. Growing love and growing wisdom. So, that, so that's yeah. All right, beautiful. And, and you're right. You don't need the story. You you, you recognize um, these other things that you're going through that that you're going through again now that maybe you trying to do differently. And um, so, uh, how would you define karma? Because I know a lot of people, I think, misrepresent karma in in many many ways um what would be your definition of karma in this discussion we're having uh how would i say that you you know to me karma just speaks to again what are we what are we learning at the soul's level Mm. it and we i really believe that we across many many lifetimes choose to have a variety of experiences to learn and to grow and you know part of what you see in the soul's chart is okay this is what my soul was working on in past lifetimes these are the results of that in terms of what I've learned what I've taken on what I've experienced and now this is how my soul is manifesting this lifetime to continue that journey of growth and change Mm. so I don't see karma as somehow about a, a punishment or a blessing in this lifetime because of what I did in the last lifetime. Yeah. So much as it speaks to that constant unfolding of our soul's journey to learn and grow across lifetimes. Oh, yeah. Again, I, I agree with that, too, because I, I think of it as uh, our soul being able to see things from all different sides. And, yes. and so even if we used, like, the murder, uh, you know, in one lifetime you might, be the murderer in another lifetime you would be the person who was murdered in another lifetime you might be someone who um, was related to the murderer and another one related to the person who got murdered you know all these different sides exactly to me that's what karma is just being able to experience all you know all kinds of experiences from different angles and different sides i would fully agree with that yes and which gives us that that growth you were talking about of Love and wisdom. I like. I really like that. All right. Um, so I just wanted to back up a little bit because um, I jumped ahead. I was talking about. So you have these indicators where you can see some talents, perhaps talents or interests. Even I wondered. Uh, we, you know, we have a lot of psychics and mediums uh, that I have interviewed and, and I wondered if that would be something that you could see in a chart that someone might have some abilities that lean toward psychic or mediumistic. Uh, it's really interesting. In fact, there has been some research on looking at charts of psychics and mediums and what were the common configurations in their charts. And there are certain patterns that you can see. Um, you know, the, the chart is divided into different segments and there's a certain um, part of the chart where there's often a lot of energy if someone has uh, gifts as a psychic or medium. I also see very strong connections usually between their sun and moon, sun or moon, and the outer planets, the transpersonal planets, because again, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto speak to our connection to um, that transpersonal energy of spirit coming through us. Okay. What's beautiful is, depending on, on the planet, it can give us a sense of how those gifts may manifest for that person. 
For example, someone with a very strong Neptune in their chart or Pisces in their chart um, is probably likely to be very intuitive and very able to tap into that kind of psychic gift um, through their intuition. Someone with a strong Uranus may just get these flashes of knowing or be a gifted channeler. So you can you can also see how those energies are are likely to manifest through the person. Mm, that's beautiful uh, because and it shows you how I mean. There's lots of people who are you know who have these extreme psychic abilities, but they would never work as a psychic. So you, as an astrologer, would see that they they have strengths in this area. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to work in this area. Uh, right? Yes, and it's actually really helpful because I think our culture is not often supportive of people with those gifts. Yeah. And so some of the people that I work with um, have those gifts and haven't known how to understand them or work with them. And it can really help sometimes to help the person to be consciously aware of that and to see how it's manifested in their lives in different ways because they haven't felt supported in really accessing it. Yeah. But, it but it can really help them know then how to, how to work with those gifts. And I hope that's, you know, where we're leaning. In, in my experience, in my work, I, it seems that we are going in that direction. People are becoming more aware of their intuition. Uh, I certainly hope it's true. Uh, I hope it's true that people are being more open to it. But yeah, I, I mean, I can, I think people in all walks of life, I can certainly see how police officers uh, recognizing their intuitive abilities and maybe even learning how to strengthen them would be very helpful, could save their life, could save other people's lives. Uh, doctors, surgeons, for instance, you know what I mean? Like their intellect might be telling them to do this, but their intuition might be telling them to do something different. Yes. Uh, if they feel a strong connection with that, they might go with their intuition and, again, could possibly save lives. So I, I love I love that idea that we are we are moving in that direction i think people are being more open to it and hopefully uh i know there's a lot of a lot of psychics out here who are trying to teach people how to get in touch with their intuition uh in, in a stronger way and learn how to use it become more aware of it become you know not afraid of it yes uh, not yes. think not think it's weird so uh, with that the next question and i i, I think i I know the answer because I've talked to you about this before, but uh, this is an important question to ask uh, for the audience to know is because I think people have a lot of fears. I think a lot of people have fears about getting psychic readings because uh, they don't want to hear anything negative. And I think some people might not want to get an astrology reading for the same reason. Uh, it's one of the reasons that I love the way you interpret things because it never comes out negative. It's always in the positive, but um, and you could probably word that better. Say, say, explain that the way that I wish I could say it, because it's not, it doesn't mean everything's great, but you have a positive, optimistic way of looking at something when you might be going through a challenge. How, how would you say that? Well, if, if you really believe, which I do, that we're here on this earth plane to grow to learn, to gain wisdom, 
you know, if, if you look at my chart, for example, there are many, many challenging aspects in my chart. In that period I went through in 1993 when I was making that transition, I was dealing with some of the most difficult transits you can go through. Um, but to me, the gift of astrology is it helps us understand the deeper meaning of those energies so that we can access them and work with them in a conscious way to really be in that transformational process. So and, that, and also, though the, so, the, no, go ahead, I'm sorry. Even though the, the, the transits or the planetary configurations may be challenging, they're never negative. They're really, um, the challenging aspects are, I think, uh, periods of time that are accelerating our growth and yeah. our transformational process. Beautiful. That's that's what I was. That's all I was going to add because uh, it's so true. Uh, challenging doesn't mean bad. Challenge, you know, uh, challenging might be challenging. It might be we might go through a difficult time, but m usually, and I, I, so much has to do with our perspective. Uh, but think we come out better on the other end. Uh, and, so, uh, you you have dogs. Yes, I love the, I love the dogs. Is the UPS guy showing dogs. up? My dog goes nuts when the UPS guy shows up. Yes, know. exactly. What is it about the UPS guys? I don't know. They're their number one nemesis, I think. <laughs> they don't like brown. Uh, all right, so so where I was leading then does the astrology chart uh, indicate because a lot of people worry about this when someone, um, the timing of someone's death or how they might die. Can you get that from an astrology chart? I would say no. I really do not see the chart or the transits as predictive or deterministic. So when we're in transits, um, they're really giving us a sense of the energies during that time, but we are co-creators of our own destiny. So what we do with those energies is our choice, and I think is also a reflection of our soul's choices before we've entered into this incarnation. So I think it's really, really harmful when astrologers try to predict that something is going to happen because we're really just dealing with energies and themes and how we work with those are very much our own choice. Yeah. I mean, like that experience I had in 1993. Mm. Some astrologers may have said, who come from that different perspective, oh, Pluto is crossing your ascendant, you're going to die. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, that that could have been one outcome, but it was Pluto is really the planet of death rebirth and it was actually an indicator that I was going through a profound transformational time. Yeah. So when someone has died it can sometimes be a comfort to the family or to those who loved the person to look back and see what were the energies of that time and what may have been playing out at the soul level for that person. But from my perspective you can never predict when or how someone will die. Good point. Uh, so in so hindsight, hindsight, it can be, it can be comforting. comforting. Moving, Moving forward, forward, not so not much. much. I'm, I'm hearing, hearing an echo, echo, so if you could just turn your speaker down a little bit. Not sure why. Skype does this. Uh, perfect, that worked. Uh, Skype, um, 
halfway, you know, <laughs> through or three quarters of the way through an interview, Skype decides it's going to create an echo. Just, just to challenge me. <laughs> it's like a challenging transit. <laughs> right now, there's a challenging transit going on. <laughs> but anyways, uh, all right. So this is this is great. This is exciting for me. Um, and it and it leads us to think about the bigger picture. All right. So we've talked, you know, very specifically what you can find out about people related to the things that we talk about here on Afterlife TV, like past lives and, and karma and one's death. Uh, but from you had, there's a great question so I'll, i'm gonna just read it read it straight out because i think um this will ask exactly what i want does astrology give us insights about the development of our collective human consciousness what's beautiful about astrology is it not only helps us be more conscious of our own individual lives and the unfolding of our life's journey, but it really also gives us perspective on the larger themes that are playing out for all of us that are playing out globally. And the, I've written a book about the even larger cycle, the processional cycle, the astrological ages that each last about 2,000 years that I think really give us some insight into our um, collective journey as humans in growing in consciousness across human history. Yeah. So it's, it's beautiful to see how we're all a part of that larger unfolding and that larger journey. And astrology, again, gives us guidance and support in how to work with our individual journey, but also that larger um, collective journey that we're all a part of. Yeah, that's really interesting to me. Uh, I saw that. I saw, uh, I think Greg Braden, um, might have been him, talk about it one time about about those different eras that we we've gone through, and 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 definitely your book talks about that. That's kind of fascinating that you see these patterns in history that are yes. taking place. And and then you see how we come out of one and go into another, and things are just co collectively we're seeing things differently. Um, but that that can we we can go we can work our way all the way around and go back to you know like if we went into uh, I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna talk in generalities here, but if we went from materialism to uh, you know a more spiritual view of of the world, you can get back around to materialism again, can you not? Well, to me, we, I believe, you know, our modern Western view is that our development is a linear, progressive development. But what we learn from astrology is, no, everything is cyclical. Yeah. And my sense is our, our collective consciousness really develops in a spiral. So we're circling through the same things over and over again, but hopefully at a different level of consciousness and development. The second, the, the second or twentieth time around. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. Oh, I like that. So, uh, then, what is happening now, astrologically, um, that might be important for us, uh, the, the viewers, to know? 
you know, what you were mentioning before about historical cycles, we, we see those patterns in astrological configurations. And Richard Tarnas has written an amazing book called Cosmos and Psyche that really looks at recent history and some of those patterns. And, um, you know, as I look at the current transits, what, what we see going on right now is that two of the most powerful transformational planets, Pluto and Uranus, are squaring each other in the sky right now. So they're at a 90 degree angle in the sky. And they're really speaking to the larger global time of transition and transformation that we're going through. They were next to each other in the sky during the 60s, and we remember what a tumultuous time that was. Right. Now in their cycle, they're squaring each other. It's that energy of transformation ramped up even higher. Okay. Pluto is in the sign of Capricorn, meaning that the systems of our global community, um, economics, politics, structures of nations, religious institutions, are all in a time of transformation right now with Uranus and Aries to break down structures that are out of balance, that are unjust, that are corrupt, to open to new forms arising, new paradigms, that are more true and authentic and just. So to me, it's so helpful to know that the turmoil we're seeing globally, again, has a deeper meaning and purpose. Yeah. It's not about tumult and destruction. It's about systems breaking down to create an opening for new forms to emerge. I mean, yeah, that's helpful and very hopeful. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Very hopeful. That's beautiful. I mean, because uh, so there's something that, you know, I really didn't realize you could get from astrology. Uh, just that kind of insight. Uh, and, and again, I'll, I'll show the book. So, the, you know, I wanted to show it towards the end because I wanted people to really know what we were talking about. In your book, we're not it's not a connection between the afterlife and astrology as we've been talking about in this but it's more talking about these things that we've been talking to about at the end these patterns that civilization has been going on it's called finding our center well right there finding our center wisdom from the stars and planets in times of change uh heather ensworth phd uh where can you find that book you can order it from amazon or order it online or through me yeah, all right, beautiful. And what is your website? Rising Moon Healing Center. Say it again. Rising Moon Healing Center. Rising Moon Healing Center. I like that. That's beautiful. It's got a nice ring to it. Um, and if people want to get an astrology reading, same thing, just go to your website. The information's there? Yes. Beautiful. Well, I, I highly recommend it. Uh, I've been doing it for years. Melissa and I have been buying astrology gifts for our loved ones uh with you and we always get positive feedback so that's a great compliment when someone does that right and uh so anyways final words you know we've we've been talking about a lot of different stuff here uh leaning astrology about uh you know what we can learn about maybe life after death or everything in between there um anything maybe we didn't cover or something you want to talk about there's one other configuration going on right now that I think is really important. Neptune and Chiron are moving in the sky close to each other, and they're in the sign of Pisces now. And to me, that's 
a very powerful configuration that for all of us is uh, really encouraging us to work through whatever core emotional issues or karmic issues that we may be carrying. And it's really bringing those issues to consciousness to support us in our own healing process. For some people, and I'm seeing this with some of my clients, it can mean a lot of emotions are coming up. And sometimes we may feel uh, really overwhelmed by some of those things from the past. But again, this configuration is bringing those things to the surface for healing, for transformation. I also think what those energies signify is that for all of us, our psychic gifts are opening up more. Yeah. That I think we're all feeling more that we are all interconnected, that we're all a part of this larger ensouled universe. And I think that we're really being encouraged to um, really work with those gifts, work with our intuition, and open up to new ways of being. Mm, beautiful, beautiful. What a great, what a great way to end this discussion on all these things. And I, even in this discussion, even though I'm one to to get astrology readings now and then, I, um, I I'm looking at it. I, I see so much greater benefit in it. Um, in other words, it's bringing an awareness to the benefits that I've been gaining over the years, which, like we said, is part of it is just about awareness. It's about bringing things to our conscious mind. So, you know, so many people who watch Afterlife TV, they are about, um, they are about their own growth, personal and spiritual growth. They are working on themselves and, uh, and, and trying to get better um, and grow in love and wisdom, as you said. Mm. And, and so uh, this is one tool for being able to do that. And uh, I think everybody can see that a little clearer now. So thank you so much for being here today and talking to us about this subject. Oh, thank you, Bob. It's been great to do this with you. Ah, uh, it's my pleasure. So um, again, everybody, if they want to, the, all the show notes down below this video will have the links to your website and um, your book and anything else that they we talked about today that they uh, want to get more information on. So, all right, we'll talk to you again soon, all right? All right, great. Thank Thanks, you so Bob. much. Bye. Bye-bye. That's all for another fantastic Afterlife TV episode. Bob couldn't be happier. If you enjoyed this episode as much as Bob, please leave a comment on AfterlifeTV.com, Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube. And don't forget to check out Bob's book, Answers About the Afterlife. Thanks for watching Afterlife TV.